here we are. This is our first attempt at a podcast with Faith Action, and we've got uh, Jim McManus here, who is, among many other things, Director of Public Health for Hertfordshire. So, Jim, it's good to talk to you today, and thank you for prompting us to have a crack at this. I thought we'd just start off with a, sure. a gentle and easy thing. So, um, tell us, how does, how does faith affect you in your work on a normal day, and then you can tell us how it affects you on a corona day? Um, I guess the first thing to say is I actually couldn't do this job if I didn't have faith. Um, because you, you on any given day, you're probably dealing with about 20, 30 different issues. Um, and you may be looking to make sure that the drug and alcohol services for people are acceptable and ready. Or you may be actually looking to make sure that, um, for example, uh, people who are excluded from services get appropriate care that doesn't make their health worse. So it's impossible to do this job without faith. And um, and there's never a there's never a, a, a day that isn't busy, and there's never two days that are the same. So you have to start in the morning and and and, and say to the Lord, look, you know, um, keep me honest and safe and true to you through the day, and I'll do my very best. Um, I think in these times of COVID, uh, that's actually heightened. Um, so um, I think I worked 32 days straight without a break before I got my first Saturday off. And some of those days were 16, 17 hours. Um, and that piece where St. Paul says, you know, I can do all things in him who strengthens me. Well, it's true. <laughs> it's true. I, I, I mean, I, I think I'd be on, I, I would be on my knees, but not in a good way. Yeah. Um, were it not for my faith right now. Do you do you have then a, a kind of a faith pattern to your day? Do you spend some time, some quiet time, or or how how does it work, or how does it normally work, and has it changed? Uh, well, it normally works by trying to spend some time in private prayer and follow the daily rhythm of prayer of the church, and just being aware of God's presence. Um, in these times, it feels like I am very much drawing on those reserves of grace and energy, even though I'm perhaps not spending time. I mean, I I haven't opened the Bible in about a week, and I and you know, uh, as as for taking part in you know the the five daily offices, well, that's gone completely out the window this week. Um, but in a strange way, I do feel very much buoyed up by what people are telling me is the prayers that they're making. Um, but the only reason I do this job is because it's it's my part. I think it's my vocation for me to do. And I can't do this job without that explicit sense that I'm being guided. So I feel God very close despite the fact I may not be talking to him as much as I ought to be. That's interesting. Do you think that would kind of, to paraphrase both Churchill and, and, uh, and St. Paul, do, do you think there, that there's a sense that for such a time as this, actually it wasn't St. Paul, sorry. It was, uh, it was, 
was in the book of Esther. There you go. I'm all over the place. But do you think in terms of that, that reserve you're drawing on, what, what, uh, what you've, um, what you've come to and that kind of thing that, that you're in the right place at the right time, or do you feel completely out of depth or or does it feel all those things at once? Um, Funnily enough, I don't feel out. Um, And and that hadn't actually occurred to me because um, something comes in and I just get on with it. Which, which is a, which is very much the Martha rather than Mary approach. Um, it comes in, you you work out what you need to do, you do it, you get it done, you move on to the next thing. Um, and you know, I mean, this might sound so. I do feel that this is I'm in the right place at the right time. I do feel I'm doing what God wants me to do. It's quite funny when you look back. The Lord has a funny way of getting you to do things that you never thought possible. Um, and I don't feel out of my depth. I don't feel I can't cope. I don't feel um, that I have greater demands on me than I can with grace meet. Mm. I would, I think, feel that if I didn't have this faith. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's not to say I haven't been exhausted. I haven't. What most directors of public health go through is you, you, is you, is you, you go at it for the first two, three weeks, then you have an exhaustion crash, and then you come back more motivated. And, and I come back with that kind of Scottish approach, which is I now bear this virus a very deep personal grudge, and I'm going to get it, as in I am, I am, uh, I am out for it, and it better watch out. Um, that is my personal approach. But, but even when, you know, I, I was in a meeting with Boris Johnson and Matt Hancock and I was sat opposite Boris and um, in the big green table, um, which was wider than six feet because I tried reaching for a water glass in the middle and nearly fell onto the table. Um, so uh, but I got this phone call. You were safe catching <laughs> anything from him. I think I was because, I, you know, I, I was six feet away from him, although I was stood next to Matt Hancock. Um, ah. For, for, for a bit but I, I got this call saying oh well you know the Prime Minister's gone down at the Secretary of State you were in a meeting and I said yeah I said I, I don't feel worried and I said put it this way if I do get it and he and they've given it to me I should be writing a very stiff letter to my MP <laughs> um, I, I, and possibly to the Daily Telegraph um, <laughs> and she said she said I don't know how you keep your sense of humour at times like this and I said well it's at times like this that I need that sense of humour more than everything. And I think having faith keeps it in perspective um, for me. Sorry, that's a bit of a long answer. No, that's great. That's So, Jim, um, this obviously is a challenge for, for all kinds of groups in society, uh, faith and, and churches particularly. Do you think that this crisis has um, caught the church and faith napping or do you feel there's been good responses um what what do you how do you how do we respond to this corporately and how are we doing um i think it's probably a bit mixed in some respects i think the um i know people are upset about the closure of the churches but actually i think that was the right thing to do and um it's an opportunity for us to recover the fact that the church is not a building it's the people of god certainly as is a, is a catholic church is the community the people not the building that we all use um 
uh, I think it's really important to say that I think the church is out there being busily engaged in trying to give hope, in trying to do a variety of other stuff. Um, uh, it, it's busy in social witness and action and mission. I think we could probably do more to reassure people publicly and uh, at the minute. Um, I think where we could do better is there has been an awful lot of discussion and debate about some things I think are not essential and a lot of people don't care about. So for example, when I advised the church to stop communion on the tongue, I got a whole load of people writing to me. Some have said it was excellent. Some of them said, well, saliva is a well-known disinfectant. I was like, well, not in any book I've read, it's not. Um, and certainly not against this, even if it were. Um, so I think there are some Christians who need to get over the, um, this denies me access to worship, and remember that actually service comes first. You know, the, it was the priest who walked over the the uh, person lying, the man lying on the road um, uh, with a good Samaritan stopped and cared, and that's our job now. Yeah, I think that's that's really a good reflection. I, I think what you pick up on there, see if I've got you right, is is that people's desire to express their faith in the way they feel they want to do it is a kind of it's still an individualism of sorts, isn't it? Um, and uh, my desire to want to stamp my feet and do what I want to do when I want to do it could be wrapped up in a, a kind of theology, but potentially there's still something quite, um, quite fleshy in the background. Well, I think there is, I think there really is, I think there really is uh, something going on there about you know i mean melanie mcdonough's article was um this is wrong we should be leaving the churches open to go in and it's like okay so you want all if they're clean they'll be cleaned by people who are vulnerable so just because you want to go and sit in a nice building um you know you want uh, people to keep the churches open and it was one of the john of the cross the carmelite mystic who said um actually you should be able to pray anywhere yeah. You know, not you shouldn't need to have a big fine cathedral in order to pray in. 